Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. G'day, Elitists. It is always good to be on the podcast with you and the third member of our team, who is also here as always. Uh, welcome, Bomfer. Choo-choo! That's right, boys. The Bomfer Express is back. And, uh, yeah, well, let's get let's get stuck into it, because preseason is underway for us, isn't it, boys? Um, but before we do get stuck into it, Corey, let the listeners know where they can find us on social media. Uh, find us on Twitter, at SC Elites. Find us everywhere else, iTunes, Facebook. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, at Supercoach Elites. Boys, Bonford just kicked it off. Big preseason, getting underway. Teams are back, you know, we're getting all these videos of training reg- uh, regimes and everything that's going on. Some early news about Birchall that threw the community into a bit of a shock um, at the start of the week. Let's just touch on that quickly. Uh, early thoughts, Brett, you released your team um, on our social media pages today. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. You can see Brett's embarrassing team. Um, you still go. got Birchall in there. <laughs> Bonks, what's your thoughts on Birchall early after hearing that news? Nah, just, I'm actually just not going anywhere near him now. I just uh, said it last week on the podcast. I'm, I'm just going to avoid injuries like it's the like it's the bloody plague. So, um, virtual injured preseason track record of being injured. Don't care about the price. Out of the team. And Breda, you're kind of the opposite. Yeah, 277k. We know how good Birchall is. Loves kicking the ball. He needs 15 kicks a game, basically, to justify his price. That early, he'll get up to maybe 400. But again, it's the injury. If he gets running in and gets named round one, I don't see how you can not consider him. Uh, for me, JLT would have to have a huge impact in his favour because right now I'm on the side of the Bombs Express. He's injured. He's 31. If you're not having a proper preseason, I want nothing to do with you in, in my side at all. Now, look, it's really too, e- too way too early to be talking about teams or kind of structures or everything, so we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to play uh, top top six, top eight midfielders, top two rucks, and top six forwards for the year, who we think will be sitting at that top position come season's end. And we'll also revisit this before the season starts. Always a bit of fun. Always a good way to kick us off. Um, I think I might start with who we've got. Uh, and for me, I think the number one scoring defender, uh, average-wise, maybe unpopular opinion, but I think it's going to be Rory Laird. Now, there's been a lot of argument against Laird today that I've seen on social media. Uh, a lot of people worry that with Smith, you know, being injured and um, Lever heading down to Melbourne, that that's really going to affect his output. For, for me, you take those two quality ball users out of the team and it, it just shows the direction that the, the ball is going to have to go through Laird. He's going to be the only one rebounding that, that ball outside of the 50. They're going to have to kind of move people around and change other people around. You do not impact or influence uh, an A-grade player, and I, I believe that's what Rory Laird is. Starting at 550k this season, I definitely still see him finishing number one by season's end. Uh, Breda? Um, yeah, I also have Laird at number one. Um, to that point where people are worried about Rory Laird, um, it's, he's not so much like a, a Smith um, where he his whole job is offense. He just generates run off that back line. Laird generally goes to the better small forward. Um, in the forward line. So his role is not going to change and it's just going to be more opportunities for him to see the ball. So completely agree with you and completely believe that Rory Laird will be the best averaging midfield uh, defender for the for the year. Bonds? Yeah, number one also Rory Laird. Nothing to add to that. Not going to bang on any... Nah, nothing, nothing to add. It's been absolutely covered. Beautiful. Uh, number two for me was despite... Uh, the injury news at the moment is still Elliot Yo. Um, I kind of get a little bit more excited than everyone else by the talk of in, uh, the increased midfield time that potentially is going to hit us this year. Put us out, Mitchell out. You know, Gaff and Shoe is in there. Yo is just such a great ball user, and I still think he'll spend predominantly, uh, you know, probably seventy percent of his game time down back. Um, intercept marks, etc. So, uh, really, really big on Elliot Yo, and I don't really think that the injury or anything's going to output his season too much. He may get off to a pretty slow start, um, but I'm still going to be all in on Elliot Yo. Bretta? Yeah, number two, following in your footsteps, Elliot Yo. Um, 
again, like the direction he's tracking. The hip injury is the only thing that would stop me from picking him at the start of the season. Um, if, I, if he's not in my side to start the year, he'll be my first upgrade. And yeah, I think he'll be the second highest averaging defender for the year. Bonds? Elliot Yo is not sitting in my top six anywhere. Anywhere you make in my me top sick. six. I just want to put that out there. Um, number two, Michael Hibbard. I, uh, I'm all aboard the D's train this year. And I think Hibbard, um, or Hibbard, whatever you want to call him, whatever he put out last year, he's going next level again this year. I think he's going to comfortably sit at number two. You're going to get real consistent scores from him. Um, he is genuinely the only good user out of the, um, well, great user, I think, by foot anyway, out of the Melbourne defence. And I don't think you can buy anything better than Hibbert off a back flank uh, this year in Supercoach. I had Hibbert at number three, and it was very, very close to being number two. And it was exactly those points that you just touched on. They don't really have another A-grade uh, kind of rebounding defender slash kicker in that team, and and Hibbert is just pinpoint accurate, and that's what he's been his whole career. So uh, Hibbert was stiff to not get to, and he's currently sitting in my defense, my super coach team at the moment for that reason. Bretta? Hibbert's my number three. Um, looks like me and Corey have the exact same team, bar virtual for, for now. For all those reasons, really can't add much more to it. He's an elite ball user, had a really good season last year, and hopefully builds on it this year. Just want to touch on something me and Brett definitely do not have even remotely close to the same team. You've seen the crap he put out today. I don't, You're a joke. I do not want to be linked to that at all. Uh, you just copy my page and help me post my team to the start yeah, of the season anyway. Right so. Robert Bombs number three? Uh, number three for me, um, well, it's actually an interesting pick because uh, I can sort of go, I don't, I don't know, you can either really be top three or you could just fall off, I think, uh, but it's Michael Hurley. I think what he did last year, I don't think we recognised him enough last year. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to recognise him going into this year. Um, I think it all depends, though, on uh, what Hooker's role is going to be. So it's going to be interesting going forward. But presuming that Hooker remains forward, Hurley will remain at, or Hurley will be number three for me in, uh, in defence to start the year. Uh, we'll move on to number four. And for me, it's Brennan Ellis. The way he finished the back end of last season, um, I think that that was just enough of an output to say that, you know, this guy demands some attention, demands some respect. So I'm all in on the Brandon Ellis train this year, and I think that he'll be one that week to week a lot of other teams will have and you won't have, or vice versa, and it'll be one of those ones that you'll be looking at. If you're not starting with, he'll definitely be one of the first upgrade targets, I believe, for most teams. Uh, Brett, four? Four for me, Zach Williams from Western Sydney. Um... Nathan Wilson, is that his name? For he went to Freo, he's gone. He's um he's a major ball user out of that back line, and he sure is not the number one running defender at the moment because he seems to get tagged. So I think all the points are going to go to Zach Williams, and he had a really good last year. Last year he got hurt twice, and he had 60 and 40 in those two games, but he only missed one game I think for each of them, and then for the rest of the season averaged 94. So I think easily he can build on that, and I think anyone who I think is capable of averaging or likely to average around 100 around the $500,000 mark in the defense I'll be locking in so Zach Williams at four but um, I'm gonna go with Cade Simpson at uh, number number four this year I just think look last year was a little bit of a little bit of a down year but you can absolutely lock him in for a sort of a, around that 95 kind of average throughout the year you can lock him in to play 22 games um, and he's just someone that you can absolutely pick to, to sort of start the year and just kind of sit there it's more of an overall pick um, overall points pick as opposed to, I guess, a, an, an average kind of pick uh, just because he's he's just definitely going to play 22 games. Doc going down as well means that they've got to want more experience in the back line. Um, Simpson did push up on the wing in a lot more games um, during last year it is now because we are now in 2018. So last year, yeah, he did push up to the wing um, a lot more, but I think he'll move back to the back line um, and play that sweeping role that he played so brilliantly for probably the, the previous 10 years of his career. Yes, yeah, Simo's number five for me, and it's purely on that reason. You get that, just get that consistent basis on a week-in, week-out. He's probably the only kind of... How old do you reckon Simo is now? He's 32. 32, 33. Yeah. Yeah, He's probably the only 32-33-year-old averaging over 90 that I reckon has the most upside in Supercoach. Um, you take Dockers out of that team, you need that class and that boys back in there, and I think Kate Simpson is going to spend... Yeah, a lot more minutes down back this year, and I think it's really going to benefit him. Brother? 
Five. Simpson at five for me for all the same reasons you put out. He's just going to float across the half-back line and he's the outlet this year. So, yeah, major points for Simpson. 95, 96, he'll probably average. And, yeah, number five. Yeah, Bonds? Yeah, so number five for me. Uh, can we get, like, a bit of a BT special coming on here? Because we got Lloyd. we got Lloyd coming in at number five here for the Bombs. Love myself a bit of a B team, man. So uh, Jake Lloyd is definitely in at number five. I think, uh, look, it was a little bit unfortunate last year with that injury. He went down. He had that score of four in there. Um, I think he's going to average well into the 90s. Um, he may even be able to excel a little bit on that and really push the 100 barrier too. So uh, Lloyd certainly a number five for me. Had to leave Lloyd out, unfortunately, at the moment, Same. purely on that McVeigh and Rampy kind of factor across there. If he plays that early season role that he was playing last year, though, he could definitely finish top six with absolute ease. Um, on to number six for me, it was Zach Williams, and it was kind of everything that Brett touched on before. Um, the, my other big worry is kind of the, the point generation you know, within games of how many point scorers that GWS have. But I think that rebound off halfback, Heyshaw's kind of getting on a little bit now. And I think Zach Williams is that young, fresh, mature, you know, maturing into his body and hitting the prime of his years. So I think Zach Williams will go on to bigger and better things this season as well. Uh, Brother, number six. Uh, my six, Michael Hurley, just had a really good last year last year. I don't think it'll be as good this year, but still more than capable of finishing as the number six defender. So okay. yeah, that's my six done. And number six for me, look, there was a – did you guys find it hard for, like, number five and six? Because I felt there was, like, a lot of players that could have been um, in and around the top six. But here's some of the unlucky ones to miss out, and I'm going to be very controversial. So I picked this uh, just to be controversial. I just want to make that clear. So Alice missed out for me. I think Pierce Hanley, he missed out for me as well. And so did Nathan Wilson with that switch to Freo. They all missed out for me. I've gone with old mate uh, Heath Shaw. Of, uh, I, re- I reckon he can rebound. Let's not forget he was – what was he? The, well, he's certainly in the top two or top three for the last, you know, three to four years probably uh, prior to last year. Obviously, had a really poor year last year. And I think a lot of people are scarred by that. But I certainly am of the belief that Heath Shaw can uh, bounce back. Um, you know, he's still going to take his kick in, still going to kick it to himself. Uh, Wilson's left that team um, as well. Does that mean there's a bit more ball uh, to be flicked around the back line? Uh, quite potentially. I don't mind it. Just such an ugly price, though. Like, for what he yeah. put out last year, 460, you'd be a braver man than myself to be starting with him. But I really don't I don't mind it at all. Um, yeah. If it goes wrong, you've got to hold him for so many weeks. So you, yeah, it's that one where you'll... You don't really want to be sideways trading. It's almost better just let him explode and then spend the extra 50K and upgrading him as your first upgrade or something like that. Let's move on to the midfield. Um, for me, number one, Paddy Dangerfield. I don't think I really need to talk about this. If you've listened to, the, to us before... I, and we've said in the first podcast, Patrick Dangerfield is the n- absolute number one lock supercoach player for me this year. First picked, couldn't care on price. If you think about getting him from cheaper, then yeah, brother. Dangerfield, don't think twice. Bumps. Um, I'm going to go with Dangers with a, with a Z as Corey likes to write Love up that. there. Love dangers that. at number one. Big on the big on the dangers. Uh, number two for me, and I'm not too sure how many people agree on this. I had uh, I had Fife. Um, I think he'll pip everyone else this year. He'll be back to the Fife of old. You know, played some good, well, some great late season uh, football last year. So I think he's gonna kick that on and go back to what he was uh, in what was his Brownlow year, 2016, back to 2016's form. So yeah, big on big on Fifey at uh, number two, bro. I uh, went dusty too. Um, massive year last year, and no reason why I can't follow it on this year. Bumps. The return, not of the Mac, but of the Gaz. He's coming back this year. He's going to be the second highest average in uh, midfield, I reckon. I just think we're going to see something special from him this year. Geelong back to back. Wow. Geelong back to back. So you're going to have I really do get. Long I'm, I'm, I'm like an ablet. I'm like an ablet. But look, the thing that the only drawback on, on picking ablet this year is obviously, you know, the injury concerns of the past few seasons. But, you know, try and tell me that he'll average 115. I'll find that very hard to be, believe that that's possible. Did you just say that you... Hang on, have you ablet in your team right now? Uh, no, I don't. So you think he's going to be the second highest averaging midfielder, but you're not going to pick him? Yeah, because, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, am I that, that confident that he's going to play 22 games? No. But do I think he's going to be one of the, or the second best average in midfielder? Yes, I do. 
Okay, cool. We'll touch on that when we get to the Geelong podcast. Anyway, uh, number two for me was Dusty Martin. Same reason that Brett said. Absolutely elite. I think, believe it or not, I reckon he can take his game to another level as well. Um, just such a beautiful long kick. And Champion Data absolutely love that. Uh, three for me. Uh, oh, sorry, that was me. Three for me was uh, Martin. Bretta. Um, yeah, I've done a switch with you. Sorry, you had five two. I had five three. Um, again, the guy's a superstar, and absolutely could see him averaging absolutely anything one fifteen to one twenty plus. Like, dude's a monster and fully fit, ready to go this year. Bonds. Uh, number three, Tom Mitchell. Um, I just look. He's just going to touch the ball thirty to thirty five times a game. You just know he's going to be good for around about that one twenty. He's still going to be the main man at Hawthorne. Uh, when he was the main man there this year, did they tag him? They tried to. Did it really work? No. They often just let him uh, run loose as well. So um, I love Tom Mitchell at uh, number three. Uh, number four for me was uh, Scotty Pendlebury. Uh, I think coming back to this season, he'll be just be at his consistent best. And it won't be those numbers that absolutely, you know, the Dangerfield or your Martins, you know, not going to be those real high 150, 160s, but we saw in this last week. I think it's just going to be a consistent 120, 125 week in, week out. And I think that'll lead him to being the fourth highest overall average-wise for the year. Bretta? Uh, my four was Ablett. I think average, we are talking averages. Um, I think he does slot into that top five somewhere. Four is a spot for me. Again, I only expect him to play 15 games, which is a reason why I won't pick him. But talking averages, Ablett's a superstar and will average bulk points when he plays. Interesting. Number four for me, Nat Fife. Uh, you guys had him obviously a little bit higher, but he's sitting at number four for me. Same reason you guys have discussed. Uh, number five is Tom Mitchell. And that was purely like Bonfer said, someone who's touching the ball 35 to 40 times a game. It's just going to use super coach points. Brett? Brett? Teach at five, same as you. Bons? Nothing more to add. Yeah. Um, this is where I bring uh, Dustin Martin finally into the fold here at number five. Um, will he average as much as last year? No, I don't think so. Will he be in the top five average of midfielders? Certainly. So you don't think Martin continues what he did last year? Uh, well, I don't think he'll reach the heights that okay. he reached in 2017, yeah. no. Is it almost a repeat of what we've seen? I mean, Dangerfield was almost one of the only outliers since Gary Ablett done it. Um, I know Fife was more of an injury, wasn't it? No, ignore that statement. Okay, it's, that it's just really hard to perform at that level. Yeah. It's just really, really hard to perform at that level. Um, not only for one entire year, but kind of back-to-back years and two, three, four, five years. And, and I guess that's how real champions kind of establish themselves, don't they? The ability to do it over such a long period of time. Do Richmond play Carlton round one? Is that the, yeah, they do, but... Yeah. 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 No, no, yeah. no, that's... Sorry, you that. Oh, yeah. That's the one game that he loves every single year, so... Do they, um, do they play St. Kilda twice? He only scores 60 against St. Kilda. He's doomed then. He's doomed there. Yeah, what did, what did he drop against St. Kilda last year? Oh, we'll get that up. We'll nah, get he did. He finally was it like after game. all the talk, he went like 170 or something? Yeah. Ah, relax. It wasn't that high. <laughs> I don't think. It's probably... 225 <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 nah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six yeah. for me, Zachy Merritt. Um, I think the real hard ball getters of just, you know, your Joe, Joe, and uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Botson. Um, Stan, I wouldn't really call him a real hard ball getter, but that a couple couple of those senior midfielders are out of that team. You're going to expect Parrish and McGrath to, to kind of stand up and fill a role in there, but I think Merritt is going to take his game to another level, gets a lot of ball and does a lot with it, and I think he has to be, you know, just that pure... I am this team now. There aren't, there is no one else helping me out. So I think Zachy Merritt and Zach Merritt's one that I really try and get into my team every time. I almost have a play with it. I don't have him in there right now, but I really, really want him, Britta. My six is Clayton Oliver. Um, I'm pretty high on this. Yeah, Bonfer's not a fan. But you know what? When he averages like 112, 113, and Zach Merritt cops massive attention and it goes down to like 106, 107, I'll be happy as Larry. I must say, with the Clary pick, um, if his stats for last year were linked to any other player, he'd almost be a lock. If his name wasn't Clayton Oliver, um, he would almost be a lock. 
How many young. times did he drop under 100? Uh, well, no, it wasn't many. We were pretty sure. I don't think he... He never dropped under 80. I think he dropped under 100 like three or four times. I need to get that checked. Are you looking at it Five now, times, yeah. Yeah. Low, yeah, yeah. Five times, low score 80. Yep. And he only went under 90 once, yeah. Look, there's some good numbers. Like I said, if he, if he wasn't a third-year player and his name wasn't Clayton Oliver, he'd have a lot more attention. Um, you had him in your team today that you dropped out, didn't you, Britta? Yeah, and I don't think he'll be moving. Like, I don't really have a reason to get rid of him. I reckon he'll be moving. (laughs) 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 He's so good, man. He's so good. Do you remember when we spoke to Brett last week? He had Jack McRae kind of in that Clayton Oliver position. Oh, yeah, Jack McRae's not moving. Moving, He's an absolute lock. I said Jack McRae's sitting there and you're like penalty. I'm like, wait till next next podcast. Bloody Uh, Clayton Oliver will be like Sammy Renegola or some shit. You guys are talking about Brandon Ellis' back end of the year. He averaged like 60 in the finals. Wasn't that strong, and you're giving me shit about Clayton Oliver averaging about 120 over the back of the year. He averaged something like 105 from like week eight onwards. Brendan Ellis. Yeah, that's, anyway, yeah, just get it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Pops. And uh, I didn't have Brendan Ellis in my top six, so don't bloody accuse me of pulling that shit out. You mate. said he was close. Um, you anyway. said he was very unlucky to miss. I said, so, he was you know, close, trying to sneak but, that but by. But did he get in there? No, he didn't. That's all. That's what he you got to remember. Anyways, number six. I'm I'm with Corey on this one. I think uh, I think it's Zach Merritt. Um, do I care that other midfielders uh, or other young guns or you know young talents are running through the midfield? No, um, because Zach Merritt's you know quite, he's very very similar to Tom Mitchell. Gee, they they just well, I watched them both play and and they are just borderline identical. They turn it over by foot. They handle a lot. They get a lot of contested possession. Um, what I think we're going to see with Zach Merritt this year is I think he's going to get some recognition from our from me old mates, uh, number one MySpace friend, uh, Champion Data. <laughs> and um, I, I think uh, Champion Data are actually going to reward him. So I don't expect him to kind of go next level, but I kind of expect his scores to go next level, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Just uh, touching on Bomfer's call of almost identical, Brett, I don't think they are. They don't really even look the same. They don't, they don't have the look same the same. I think they do. Uh, they handball's a lot more. They they are little. They've got these. They're, they're not very, you know, thick up top in terms of the chest, but they have got very thick waist. Zach Merritt's uh, just no, about six foot. That's well, not little. The average height for uh, a human being is five foot eight. So I'd say he's quite tall, actually. And just ease up on oh. the word thick there, Bones. Yeah, you're I don't like that word. You get a little bit excited just, over there, buddy. Yeah, well, well <laughs> mate, when it comes to Zach Merritt, mate, uh, you know his thighs aren't the only thing that's getting a little thick. <laughs> let me tell you that. Let's move on to number seven. For me, it's uh, it's Kelly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this man finished the second best midfielder um, out of the whole group. The only reason I have him at number seven right now is I just think there are so many people in that GWS team that are just going to chunk points, ball time and ball use. I mean, they're such a classy midfield. Um, I I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. I think he'll also get a little bit more attention. Um, moving forward as well. But like I said, Cali, absolutely love him. Bretta? Cali, seven for me also. I do think he'll get more attention, but I think he's good enough to handle it and just pump out points. Seven, Scott Pendlebury for me, um, I think it's just, just someone that you can kind of depend on to be in and around kind of that top eight mark, uh, can't you? And um, yeah, he'll slot in at number seven for me. Uh, for me, number eight was Bontempelli. Uh, Bretta was big on Jack McRae. I think Bont and Pally becomes that midfielder this year that takes that leap away from all the rest of the doggies. Um, Bomp is my space mates already love him. So I think Bomp will finish in the number eight. And it'll just be, it'll be very much, uh, penalty like I reckon. Um, just real under the radar, kind of that 120 mark. Bretta? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Pendlebury at eight. Again, a safe pick and just generally hovers around that top top eight. A down year last year, I think he will be better than last year. So, yeah, Pendlebury slotting in at eight. Um, you know, I, I went with my uh, last defender pick, kind of, you know, instead of not, it's not return of the Mackles, return of, return of Shaw, wasn't it? Um, and, and in this one here, it's it's going to be, I'm, I'm predicting a return of uh, Daniel Hannabury. And uh, he's going to sit at number eight. I think he can he can go back to kind of around that 110 average. And um, he's actually quite underpriced, I feel like. He obviously did have a pretty poor year last year. But I think, you know, on the well, on the, the Swans did start off quite poorly, didn't they? And, and I think as the Swans start to win more games and 
and Hannah's started to become a little bit more super coach relevant. Um, so, yeah, Hannah's for me was sorting at number eight. You know what you're going to get from him, don't you? Duffel Dales. Yeah, I think the buy, that buy round is probably the Kills biggest worry. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I do like that one. Uh, moving on to the rucks, for me, uh, I'm just going to name the two. Cruiser, one, Gorn, second. Gorn, one, Cruiser, Cruiser two. Yeah. Gee, wow. Um, yeah, well, Gorn, one, and, and I don't. Oh, I think that's borderline a, a non-negotiable with that. And I'll go with Zach, uh, Zach Ryder, thinking of the WWE here. Um, Patrick Ryder um, in at number two. Big let's, WWE man. I was going to say, let's just leave yeah, the big WWE, WWE man. The big, the big woo-woo-woo. Off this podcast, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we do WWE podcast Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Today's true. Yeah. That's the twice a week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> moving up for number one for me, Isaac Heaney. I think he'll absolutely shoot it in. Brett? Mm. I had, yeah, Heaney number one for me. I think he's the safest pickup for this year. Yeah, Heaney is certainly the safest pick uh, this year. Well, in terms of average, I don't think anyone is going to beat him for average. Um, with Heaney, it's just going to be a matter of staying on the park, isn't it? Yeah. Th- that is also the issue. He's not... Is he back in training yet? As far as I was, uh, he wasn't even... I didn't know he missed training. Yeah, what's that all about? No, didn't he have... Wasn't there something wrong with him? He was missing some training? I'll do a little Google search now yeah, and see if we yeah, missed anything that, that we should have noticed. Uh, yeah. Number two for me is Jack Billings. I think he's going to get a huge increase in midfield minutes. Uh, he's a classy talent who can go forward and kick goals as well. Yeah, massive on Jack Billings. He, I think he's an easy he, number He two. kicks a lot of behinds, doesn't he? Maybe oh, he, kick, he kicks a lot of behinds last could, year. He could change that this year. And I think that is a completely valid point, and that's why he's also sitting at number two for me this year as well. I think those points are going to become goals. He's going to become clutch, and he's going to earn a lot more points in Super Games. Uh, heading back to the previous play, Isaac Heaney did have surgery on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yes. Apparently. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's expected to do... He's pretty much supposed to be running now, so... Um, I guess wait the next few days and see what comes out. Yeah, didn't even know that happened. Completely missed that. The my counter argument to hold this because you know we're big on like we've just absolutely smashed virtual uh, me and Bonfa. The thing with Isaac Heaney is he's missed times before and absolutely come out and killed it. I think I think he I put a little asterisk next to some of those injuries that he has as well. So um, what was it last? Well, year? I think what why, was the one last well, year? Why? Langella fever Langella last year at the start of the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like health, yeah. Why why I smash uh, virtual and I guess not Heaney is we're paying two seventy seven there kind of for virtual. And I think virtual look, even if he did play the entire year, he's not even a top six defender. I think like like with Heaney, he is a top six for well, for us he's a top one forward, isn't he? So I think you kinda take that risk knowing that he may get injured, but knowing that you've kind of got, like, one of the best forwards in your team. Yeah. In terms of points scored on the day. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Number three uh, Was me. he number one as well for you? Oh, no, no, sorry, you're up to number three. Sorry. Yeah, he I'll go to number two. Slow him up. Sorry, number sorry. two. Yeah. yeah, I thought someone yeah. there. Yeah, you missed two. You yeah. two for Britta. My number two, Toby Green. No Devin Smith, and I think he's a superstar who will just climb up the rankings this year. Number three for me is Toby Green. Um, I've seen a lot of people... Worrying about last year's kind of you know getting suspended uh, jargon, that's irrelevant for me. Um, he's a man that takes a lot of pride in his games. Is an A plus player, probably in my regards one of the best small forwards going around, pound for pound. You know, an absolute star. So. I think there's so many people saying that he's going to get suspended, going to get suspended, going to get suspended. If you're going to sit there and spend your 2018 worrying about players getting suspended or not, uh, you're going to miss out on points. So I'm massive on Toby Green. Look, I don't care if you don't start him, you want to wait for him to drop, you know, do it your way. You want to spend the money somewhere else as well. But I think using the excuse that he's going to get suspended, it's just a very easy cop-out to not picking such a talented player. Uh, Bonfa? Uh, what number is this? Uh, it's number three. Four? Three, three. Oh, three. Oh, Toby Green. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. We've had the same three so far. Number yeah. Three. Yeah. Don't. Toby Green. Uh, number four for me, uh, Lens Franklin. And just does it every year. I don't really need to give him much of an introduction. Kicks goals up and down the wing, gets possessions. Uh, 
even in games that you don't notice him because he's that kind of player. 60 one week, 160 the next week. It'll stagnate throughout the season. Um, I got lost there somewhere. I'm still on. Are we doing our third or fourth? I think. Did I skip did you, you on three? three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, the Heaney news kind of throws us off. Yeah, Franklin yeah. three, buddy Franklin. Um, I don't know. I think he could, he could easily average 100 this year. Jack Billings four for the reasons you guys said earlier. And four. Perfect. And f- brother. Oh, Billings. Yeah, Billings. Billings. Yeah, Billings four. Okay. Oh, we, we are we are all over the shop. Yeah, here. you know what, boys? This is the thing. We got to get our podcast happening a little bit earlier, mate. This is just far too close to bedtime. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know my um my number four here. This is someone that I have not seen featured, not in one team so far, and I haven't heard any discussion about him. I'm actually not too sure why, but I think David Mundy for me, like he for me, he's a lock uh, in in the top six forwards, and for me, he's sitting at number four. This year, I just you know what you're going to get. Like you, you know, um, you know, you know he's going to kick goals. Um, you know, he loves a goal after the siren. You can kind of lock him in for a goal after the siren, uh, kind of each year, can't you? Um, but he's also got the ability, you know, what to go and get forty touches, um, doesn't he? I just think, look, he's a, he's a real experienced player, um, and I think for the first time ever, like we've got him as an option as a, as a forward. You know, probably three years back, we'll select him this bloke as a midfield to try and round out our midfield. Um, he's a super talent. He's averaged such a high, you know, high super coach numbers over a long period of time. I really like him as a forward. I really do. I don't like him as a forward at all. Uh, number four for me, Dalhouse. Um, I think he'll spend more time going through that midfield. I mean, he started like a house on fire at the start of last season and then spent so much time up forward. I think he'll he'll go spend a lot more time in the midfield and I think we'll see early season Dalhouse again next year. Brenner? My number five is kind of along the same lines as Bombs' Monday pick, but it's a different player. It's Michael Barlow. Um, I think he's going to see a lot of midfield time this year. That Gold Coast team is extremely thin. Ablett's gone. Um, Aaron Hall's an outside runner. They don't really have that that bull who's old and can take all the hits, and someone's going to have to do it. And I think Barlow's going to be the guy, and I think he will be the fifth highest scoring midfield uh, forward for the year. Bonds? Uh, five for me is Lance Buddy Franklin. Uh, you don't need to say any more than just his name. He's an absolute gem, isn't he? Uh, Barlow was six for me as well, Brenner. I'm on the exact same pattern as you, and he's probably one player that I selected in my team that has not moved once. Yeah. Um, numbers. Number, oh, yeah, you're up to five, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Six. Six, six Brenner. My six, JJK, Josh Kennedy from West Coast. Yeah. I never pick him. I don't like the pick, but every year he averages like 95, and where did he finish last year? He finished like sixth, yeah. Six again last year, so seems to always end up there, but I just don't like him because of the up and down scores. He was really stiff to not make my team. I mean, not to make my mm-hmm. list. Not, not Your six, not yeah. My team. yeah, yeah. Uh, Bomba? Last but not least. Jay, this is this is gonna you boys want controversy. Oh, 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 oh there's one thing if there's one thing I can give you boys, it's controversy. Let me tell you that. Um Christian Petrarca, he is exploding this year. I'm calling it. He's he's genuinely breaking out. Um he's moving to the midfield, that's my opinion. And uh we're gonna see his what the high seventy average last year. Um, you know, really rock it by twenty, I think, this year. And, and really go next level and show us really what he's made of. The big barista, uh, big fan. You know what it is? You know what it is? I'm, I'm, well, Corey's Jared Whaley, you know, runs the show. I'm Buckley. I come on, get abused <laughs> by Mark Robinson <laughs> over here. Over here. Who's my Who just says outlandish trash just to draw attention uh, to it. I can't believe Christian Petracker. You had the audacity to spew on me for a year about Jordan Nagoli and you picked 71 highest ever average Christian Petracker. You I've heard some... You said, you said he averaged 71 highest ever. He actually averaged 71 for the last... Oh, oh here we go. Pretty nasty. Banter, at least give us the give us the bloody... Oh, I've heard there's been yeah, some big banter. There's been some pretty nasty comments thrown around on this show. <laughs> It's be called Mark Robinson Bomber. That is the ultimate whack you know from Brett. Oh, I'm a lot of things something. here, Corey, but I'm not wrong. That's one thing I'm not, yeah? He is. He's my... Oh, he uh, just fits you know in textbook. You can... You can call me what you want because if you're going to stoop that low, that just means I'm I'm really hitting a few nerves, <laughs> and that just means that I'll tell you all the means is that Britta, he not, he just wanted Christian Petrarca all to himself, and. Uh, 
Yeah, he, he did, and he's just you that I put his name out there, particularly in the top six kind of conversation. He's just so filthy with me right now. We're going to get off air, and he's going to be like, "Oh, why did you tell everyone about Petrarca? I wanted to pick it." That's Ab- exactly the type of guy, brother. Absolutely rattling the cage. Uh, before before we wrap it up, we're going to get some of the questions that we uh, shot out tonight. So we'll start with some Facebook ones. Uh, Will, what would each of you choose as your next best ruck line if you didn't go with Gorn Nick Nat combo? Bones. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, then I'm, I'm, I'm always set and forgetting the ruck, so I'm going to go Gorn and Paddy Ryder. Yep. Breda? Yeah, I'm going on Gorn Cruiser. Just pay the extra money and get the, the ready-made thing. I'm worried about Nick Nat. Um, every day there seems to be a little more doubt creeping into my mind. So, yeah, if it's not Gorn and Nick Nat, what everyone seems to be running early on, Gorn Cruiser. Yeah, same. I think, actually, the closer we get to the season, I think we'll see a lot more, and, and all this news around Nick Nat, we'll see a lot more teams absolutely drop him. Um, any mature ages to look out for this year? Uh, Luke, Ryan, last year, etc. Bons? Well, probably a little bit on? too early. Yeah, probably a little bit too early for that. But Tim Kelly from Geelong is a 23-year-old that was picked up with a round pick 23 or something like that as well. Um, and all talk from Geelong is that you know he's, he's a real shot to kind of just uh, slot into that team and inject a, a real sense of pace. Um, I don't know if you'd be able to reach the lofty heights that um, you know Luke Ryan did last year. But um, if we're talking mature ages, then uh, yeah, I think I think Tim Kelly at this stage. And there's that other fella from West Coast. I Forget his name. What's, what's the one that went up? Liam Ryan. He yep. might be the one as well. But um, yeah, he's the the kind of the Ford pocket Ford pocket player. Yeah. Um, such huge numbers uh, of, of goals. Um, was he, did he play in the waffle last year? I think yeah. It was. Yep. Absolutely um, dominated. So yeah, they're probably a couple at the moment. And I think the other one from defence would be Tom Tom Dodi or however you want to pronounce his name. But Dodi sounds pretty good, I reckon. Um, but yeah, he he from all talk is the one that's set to replace Jake Lever. Yep, uh, Cam O'Shea to your boy there as well. Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, Cam O'Shea as well. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, there's not really yeah, too many that are jumping out of the box. What about um, Trengrove? Ben Jacobs? No, not that problem. Will he get a gig? 160. That's a thing. Yeah. He's, a, he's mm. an option, but yeah. Yeah, just Ben look. Jacobs from the Ruse. He's like a top five and they're best in the Ferris. I think he's under 200,000 this year. He's fit. Yeah, big, big tagger though, isn't he? Yeah, but at under 200,000, like, as long as he's around the ball, you can get something out of it. Again, just a name to consider. Yeah. Uh, William Look, Taylor. He's oh. actually, sorry, but he's actually over 200,000, but he's $200,000 and $100, so... Uh, oh, there we go. Nice. Uh, William Taylor, oh, yeah. lob worth a punt <laughs> up forward considering no money. Uh, no money. No mummy. Jesus. Brett. Um, man, I think we all had this discussion earlier. I'm not going to pretend like I'm claiming it, but you guys put it in my head. He's he's going to be their ruck this year, so yeah. it would have been nice to have him as a ruck. And I guess you'd consider him, you'd consider him, but you would want to get a decent look at how he goes early on first before putting him in the, in the forward line ahead of the few of the others. Both. Yeah, look, there's there's a few others kind of floating around um, as well, like in in terms of mature age players. Um, I think Holman, who was an ex-Carlton player, has been picked up by GWS, $102,000 midfield this year. Um, you know, really depleted midfield. So keep an eye on him to see if he can uh, get a game early on the year. Um, and I think Joel Smith as well. No, not is it Joel Smith? Is that his name from the Demons? Yeah, no, the one that we all picked. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. They, yes, the one we all picked at the start of last year that only played about a game and a half, sitting at 152k in, in defence as well, is a is a red hot chance too. Was my bench loophole all year, Bombs? I don't know if you're listening. The question was actually about Rory. <laughs> so, was it? Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you were banging on about mature. He's not even a mature age pick. Where'd you pull Rory Lop from? Mate, oh, sorry. The next question. Right this, is the next this is the next question. Sorry, I'll tell you what. Rory you know Lop was what? a ruck. He's hang on, Bombs. You reminded me more of Mark Robinson. He's had a couple floppies before the show started. A couple durries. Yeah, go on. Rory Lop. When, when the viewers want a question answered, I answer it in depth. I don't just answer it with a, you know, a little bullshit two-second response and get on to the next question. No. Bombs does yeah, but at least we answer the two- question that's asked. It's like, who do you think's Melbourne's best midfielder? <laughs> uh, Luke Hodges looked really good in pre-season this year. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, be, uh, I'll be right back. Um, Rory Lobb, if he was uh, if he was a ruckman, they, uh, I would honestly find it very hard to foresee a circumstance where I don't select him um, in my team. As a forward, I can't do it, though. Yeah. 
Love it, love it, love it. Um, Ross Martin, I'm thinking of starting with Ablett. I don't think I could trade him in, but starting with him at worst would mean one trade rather in than out. So think of starting out with Ablett so he doesn't have to trade him in. That if it goes wrong, he trades him out. Thoughts on that, boys? Bonks? Yeah, well, Ablett was my second highest average midfielder. So, uh, yeah, I'm all aboard um, starting with Gary Ablett providing his fit for round one. Brother? I don't hate it, but I th- just personal opinion, I'd rather be bringing him, if he's healthy, towards the back end of the year than starting him, knowing I have to trade him. knowing Not knowing him, but I guess assuming I'm going to have to trade him out at some stage. Well, we'll really touch on this when we get to the Jong podcast because it'll be a big topic of discussion. Yeah. But for me right now, it's I wouldn't be starting him. I mean, you know he's not going to play all 22 games. He's going to rip miss some. He's not going to travel into state. So at most, if, if they're a top four team again this year, I think at most he plays between 15 to 17 games, and that's a lot of time that you're not having Gary Ablett in your team. Um, but we will talk about that later on. Uh, Ross Martin again, Libera chance. Brother, you seem to be the Western Bulldogs kind of expert at giving everyone a chance. <laughs> what are your thoughts with Libba? No, nah, not this year. Not giving him a chance this year. Um, I know they're talking him up a lot, but last year was atrocious, and he'd need to show an insane amount in a very short period of time to be even worth considering for this year. There's there's something about Libba that for look don't know how long he's going to play at the Bulldogs Hall. Um, may not be the rest of his career, but as long as at the Bulldogs, he's not a super coach option. Yeah, uh, Timmy Flotman thoughts on Jordan Zagawi and to a lesser extent, but still similar price, Charlie Kerno. I'll start with this one. Jordan Zagawi reminds me of. Dangers a couple of years ago. I mean, you know, Brett's favourite. Not saying talent-wise, I'm not saying that, but it was just like year after year after year before Dangers broke out, it was just like I'd pick the guy in Supercoach every single year just being like, this could be the year, this could be the year, this could be the year. Uh, A little bit more wiser and uh, a veteran now in the Supercoach community, I've realised that we stick to the guns and rookies. You don't want to be picking Dugowie every year and waiting for him to... uh, Break out. I'm the same with Charlie Kerner. I think they are two that look. If it hit for you, you go into the top. But if it bust, it's a very, very, very tough place to recover from. So um, I'm not sold on both of them, especially with that Collingwood midfield being so deep as well. Brett, uh, we all get to pass on one question a year, and I'm going to use mine early because <laughs> I have bad memories with Jordan Goey. So over to you, Bonfa. Do not respond. Yeah, look. Jordan Degoe is probably, look, the only thing he's good for is enforcing you to drink two litres of chocolate milk and run a 400-metre lap. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's honestly what I've summarised from the year 2017. Um, look, I wouldn't be starting with either of them. If I'm, if I'm going to one, I'm actually picking Charlie Kernow over him. Yuck. Uh, an extension to the side question, is there a point of having a crack at breakout candidates, Axdale? Um, and why would we take the risk when we've got safer options... Heaney, Billings, etc. Um, well, we spoke about this last week as well. It's we, we all find it safer to just go guns and rookies and just sit safe and and play it all from there. I mean, you know, you have a look back to last year. The blokes that started Clayton Oliver and the likes of that, you know, clap clap. To you, you you were miles in, in front, but then there would have been, you know, for each Clayton Oliver, there's about ten that flop. So. It just depends how risky... It was Swallow, it was J-Dud, yeah. it was so many of them. Um, and you're right when you say that, for each one, there's there's 10 that flop. Um, so if you're going to pick, you probably pick one a year and just make sure you pick the right one. That's kind of the way to go, yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a real tough thing. Why not... Look, we can talk a little bit more about how to use trades but when the uh, season comes a little bit closer. But why not, you know, at the end of the second week before price changes happen... If, you know, there's, you know, all the talk, all the buzz, all the hype is around, you know, this breakout and they've come out and they've gone 100, 100 first two games, why not then just, just use one of your trades then and, and make a switch rather than starting with them and needing to trade them out kind of thing. Brett? Yeah, very important point for, I guess, for every for everyone who picked Clayton Oliver, there was 10 sides that picked um, someone else who was looking like having a breakout yet that just didn't. So the team's that get it right have such a massive advantage. That's the point of taking the risk. But 
you can throw away. You're more likely to ruin your season by taking the risk than you are of going to the next level. Uh, what's the ideal amount of primos to start? Asks Harry Chen. Twelve to fourteen I seems to be the number every yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. I don't think twelve to fourteen. I think it's minimum. 13. I don't think you'd want any more, any less than twelve. To be honest. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Kind of looks like Warren, but way on. Um, starting James Sicily breakout defence forward eligibility. Didn't Sis actually have a ba- yeah. massive back end to last season? Yeah, yeah. monster. Yeah. yeah, and that's oh. one that I do not mind at all. Yeah. Uh, do you reckon he'll stay down back or you reckon he'll go up forward? No, no he'll stay down back. He was so good. What, what's his yeah. price? 400k? Yeah, around that. Uh. Man, what can I find it? Yeah, look, regardless of whatever it is, what he did in the back half of last year. Huh? Yeah, 402. Yeah. yeah, whatever, he, look, what he did in the back half of last year would warrant um, starting with him. I just, I, I don't envision the role changing. Um, look, will he have as big of an impact? That's that's the question because it, it was a surprise for teams last year. Um, but as time goes on, um, clubs learn more about players and how to combat them and, and maybe Sicily will become victim to that. Yep, don't mind it at all. Uh, any mid-price rucks worth starting with? <laughs> oh, just just look, if Ben McAvoy goes down, let, let's not wish injury on players, but if Ben McAvoy goes down, go grab um, Segler. Um, gee, aside from that, I mean, how can you kind of suggest anything? I think Rory Lobb's the guy, but he's just not a ruck. He's just not a ruck. Um, look, some teams will take a risk on Sean Darcy. I, I just... Just don't encourage that at all. Um, I mean, what else is there? Honestly, what else is there? And we'll quickly fire through the Twitter questions. Did you have anything to add on that, Brett? Sorry. No, there's there's really not much. I'll just stick to the guns up there. Um, Yeah, we'll jump to the Twitter questions. Uh, The Bull Supercoach, an old friend of ours, especially Bonfers. G'day, the Bull. Um, (laughs) Underground rookies, young bloods who haven't spoken about much, e.g. Francis Watson. So we know the Bull was an avid listener last year because you wouldn't know who Francis Watson was unless you listened to this show. (laughs) Uh, One of two from each line. would love to hear your thoughts. I think this is something that we need to go a little bit more in-depth about um, and do not have time for it on this podcast. So we'll probably stick closer to when we get to teams speaking about that. But if you've got like one or two that we can go for right now. Anyone? One, one or two. Uh, O'Shea, Watson, yeah. Ahern, Higgins, maybe. That's just a little quick little list off the top of the head. Yeah. Jack Higgins. Oh, Jack Higgins. Yeah. That's just, yeah, rattling off um, without going into too much detail, yeah. What did he say? What, what was the parameters? What, like the 120 type? Oh, players? just someone that we we wouldn't know much about. Well, yeah. they could break yeah. out. So for me, it's, yeah, Luke Ryan, Dodie, um, Tim Kelly. They're probably my three, one in each line. Yeah, some of the real odd ones. Probably Ed Phillips from St Kilda, Nathan Freeman from St Kilda in the mids. Um, I think Dodie is probably the biggest one. Massive intercept marker. Uh, I like Mitchie Croden too from Freo with pick 59. I think he's a big boy and uh, could impress early, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll get really stuck into to when we get to uh, the Rookies podcast. Oh, here's a great question. Uh, from Dan Helson. If I weigh 99 kilos and I eat one kilo of nachos, am I 1% nachos? Mate, yes, bread. absolutely. Yeah. For like a mini it second, and then your metabolism speeds up, burns a tiny little bit, then you're like 0.9% nachos. But that's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, who would you choose out of Oliver, Merritt, Zorko, and Crouch? Merritt. Clayton. Uh, I'm also Zachy Merritt as well. Um. Hi, gents. A couple from me. This is from Matthew Freebury. Uh, is it uh, is there a sensible R3 option? Do we think Petrarca and or Hogan could break out? And does Zygvay still hold relevance in the preseason? Uh, after a strong preseason. Could Goldie make a comeback? Looking forward to the podcast. Cheers, mate. Uh, I'll start it there. R3, I think Timmy English offers the best value. Uh, 
Bonsi, you've already spoken on Petrarca breaking out. McVeigh is one, we were talking about this off air before too, Brett. McVeigh is one that I'm very, very interested in and what he could come back like. And Goldie just depends without Cox. I mean, what's going to happen there? Um, Bruce. No, Cox. Uh, Bruce. Sorry, Goldie. Dean Cox yeah, retired yeah, seven yeah, years ago and he yeah. played for West Coast. I, was, I meant Mason <laughs> Cox because for some reason he's no, yeah, a yeah. But uh, yeah, anything else to add there, boys? Yeah, Jared McVeigh. No, don't even touch it. That is, that's, Honestly, that's a vomit pick. Brother? Um, English, the best value in the rocks. Agree. Petrakas, the better value of him and Hogan. Anything could happen. I really hope it doesn't go too well because then Bonfer will be right and we never want to see that. Um, <laughs> is there a third part to that question? Uh, kind of lost track. Uh, McVeigh, Goldie, Petraka and Hogan. Goldie could do anything. It's yeah. all about... Do they just give him the number one like spot and just let him roll with it? If they do, he dominates. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. Um, McVeigh, I don't like the pick. And I just think, was it Rampy, Lloyd, Callum Mills? Too many of those types down back. He won't have enough ball to himself. Yeah, and yeah, the sensible ruck, I think, Tim English. You, you're going with the loophole early in your team that I've seen, though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just going 102. Not yep. gonna, unless there's one that looks like he's going to play around one. Yep. All right. Cool. And last but not least, uh, BKB underscore at underscore GH Hippo. Uh, thoughts on Angus Brayshaw, please. Angus Brayshaw. Bumper. Um. Well, I, I prefer the picks of Paddy Dow and uh, Davis Uniaki over Angus Brayshaw. That's about as much as I can offer right now. How much is Brayshaw this year? Hang on. He'd be a couple grand cheaper, or a couple grand cheaper than Uniaki. And no, 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 you're no, no, Angus, you're, we're talking you're on the wrong one. one. Oh, sorry, not the Freo one. Sorry, no, Angus. No, yeah, oh, Angus. that's right. Oh, the concussion Con- guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think the they stay way clear. Well, he he gets concussed every time he gets to the field, doesn't he? I feel I feel sorry for the fellow. Yeah, you're thinking of Andrew um, Brayshaw. Really con- I'm really concerned. Yeah, I'm really concerned that his career may actually just end short due to concussion. Um, yeah, no, I, look, I just. Based purely on the fact that the bloke's that hard at it um, and that he just consistently ends up with head injuries, I just wouldn't go anywhere near it because I've got big concerns. They're just going to say to him, look, take six months off or something like that. 320, 320K as well. I don't think it's worth the risk. Not worth no, the risk. He's no. so good, but yeah, it's just it's such a likelihood that he's going to miss a lot of games. All right, beautiful. Well, this podcast went for a lot longer than we had first anticipated. So anything else you boys want to add? No, beautiful. All right, Elitis, on behalf of the boys and myself, appreciate the questions, love the feedback. Like I said, try and keep some podcasts going to keep everything a little bit relevant heading into the close into the start of the season. About three weeks out from JRT, uh, JLT, our quickfire podcast will start, which will include three teams a week, quick 15-minute podcast, wrapping them all up. So, again, peace out, community. Thanks for listening.